Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. A new NFL season is now upon us, so as the great boxing ref Mills Lane used to say, let's get it on. Giants open up at home against the Jaguars on Sunday. Jets on the road Monday night in Motown. And Nike hooks up with, yes, Colin Kaepernick. Like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. Like I said, the new NFL season is upon us. And that being the case, I thought today we would stick with football because, like I say, it is a new season. And, you know, with the new season, it's amazing. Right after Labor Day, everything changes. You know, even though we went through this summer and we went through training camp and we went through preseason and this story and that story and who's going to start and who's going to get cut and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. Now it's for keeps. Now you play for keeps. And because you're playing for keeps, the interest level gets a whole lot higher. Because when you're playing for keeps, it means that it counts. All that happened in preseason, all that happened in training camp don't mean a damn thing. You go out and take care of business for the Giants. It comes Sunday uh, afternoon, 1 o'clock, over at uh, MetLife Stadium against the Jaguars with the guy running the show there, uh, the head of football operations, former head coach, winner of two Super Bowls with the Giants, Tom Coughlin. So that always makes it a little interesting. And then on Monday night in Motown, Detroit, The Jets with the new, yes, the new Donald era starting. How about that? You know, all of a sudden, that that young man now, uh, he's the hope for the future for your New York Jets. So um, we will see what happens over there. But right now, let us talk about the Giants because the Giants play first. And I got to bring this up, okay, because maybe I'm nuts, all right? Uh, it, you know, it just seems to me that 
the Giants cut a backup quarterback, who I, by the way, love. I mean, I just think he is a wonderful, terrific kid. And uh, Davis Webb is an outstanding young man. I was rooting my ass off for him. You know, and, and, you know, in my heart, I wanted him to be the heir apparent. In my heart. But that's the fan in me. When you think business-wise, and if you're an NFL head coach or an NFL general manager, you can't think with your heart. you got to think with your brains. And, you know, from what I saw, I liked in Davis Webb. Giants didn't see enough that they liked. But they cut a potential backup quarterback, and you would think they cut the top pick overall. I mean, the media is is, is still, I mean, you know, they're talking about, oh, like, who's going to be the backup quarterback? I mean, it was a shocker. The backup quarterback got cut. You, You would think the cutting of Davis Webb was a bigger deal than... The Sam Donald era being started. One guy was a third round draft pick, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not disparaging him, and I'm not, this is not like, you know, waving big blue pom poms. I'm not disparaging um, Davis Webb for being, you know, cut or being a third round pick, but you're talking about a third round pick being cut. By a new regime, no less, as opposed to the number three pick overall in Sam Donald. And and it's I'm telling you, the last two days was a big deal about Webb being cut. If I'm going to assess the situation, this is what I believe happened. Okay? I believe Dave Gettleman came in. And Pat Shermer came in with open minds. Like I don't, I don't believe this shit. That oh, it's a new regime, so they just wanted all of their new guys. Well, you know, they got Eli Manning. Okay, they got a lot of guys. You know, on the defensive side, offensive side, got a lot of guys back. They cleaned up the offensive line, but you, you know, they got a lot of guys back. They made a decision. They they didn't just cut Davis Webb because they wanted their guy. We're talking about a backup. A backup. All right? You have a situation. They came in and they assessed Davis Webb. And I firmly believe in my gut that it was Davis Webb's job to lose. Not to win, to lose. They came in with an open mind because they had a C. There wasn't a lot of tape on him. What what tape? He, I mean, he didn't play a down. He has not played a down of regular season football. 
So they had to make their own assessment through offseason, through training camp, through everything. And this guy, Webb, busted his ass, did everything he could possibly do. I believe it was his job to lose. He, he took all the second, you know, the, the backup reps. He took with the second team. He did all of that. And in the final analysis, he's not the quarterback, the backup quarterback. It was his to lose, and he lost. I was not happy about it, because just for personal reasons, I like the guy. But that's not enough reason to keep the guy on the team, because Russ Salzberg likes him. All right? I love my wife, but she's not the backup quarterback for the uh, Giants. Not anytime soon. All right? I mean, my wife might want me to be the tackling dummy for the Giants, you know, right away, but that's a whole other story. But but, but really, I believe it was his job to lose, and they made the decision. Now, does that mean Kyle Loletta is the heir apparent? No, it doesn't. It's a fourth-round pick. But for the backup position, that's what they like. They like him and this Alex Tammy. God bless. So that's fine. That's who they like. So that's who they're going with. And, and I'm reading this. Well, there's confusion. Who's going to be the backup quarterback? Let me tell you something. If Eli Manning was your starter, not if he is your starter, if Davis Webb was the backup and Eli Manning went down and got hurt and was on the shelf for a while, it would be a major problem. Not any more or any less if it was Davis Webb back there or Kyle Loletta back there. It'd be a catastrophic problem for the Big Blue. So this uproar over a guy like, oh, my God, we're shocked. Why is everybody shocked? Because everybody assumed he was going to be the quote-unquote heir apparent? I'll go back to the old odd couple on TV. Remember Felix Unger, played by Tony Randall on TV? Everybody assumed he was going to be the uh, backup, the heir apparent. And as Felix Unger, I remember he writing on the chalkboard, crashes laughing, looking at me. You never assume anything, Oscar, because when you assume, you make an S out of you and me. So that's just what happened. Everybody assumed. Everybody assumed that this was the case, so, like, we all have to be shocked. I, I mean, really? It, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like practice. We're talking about practice. Come on. We're talking about a backup quarterback position. And I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying a backup quarterback position is not important. But if, if we're talking between um, Kyle Loletta and we're talking between um, – Davis Webb 
I mean, or Alex Tanny. I mean, huh? Let's not make this the end of the world. Okay? This is not, you know, Phil Sims with Jeff Hostetler being a backup. Right? There's no quarterback controversy. And the other thing that I get a kick out of, I really get a kick out of this, you know, it's the same people all the time. I mean, last year when the Giants were, were, were floundering, um, what were they at the time? Two and ten? Yeah, two and ten. They were going to bench the, uh, Eli. Well, no, before that, everybody, they were writing columns. People were writing columns. Uh, you know, they need a new quarterback. Eli's got to go where Eli should be traded to. Oh, Eli should be traded to the Jaguars to be hooked up with, you know, uh, Tom Coughlin again. That's, they were already getting Eli out of town. Then Eli got benched. Then they were all lining up to kiss Eli's ass. Everybody. First they had him out of town. Then they were lining up to kiss his ass. You know, poor, poor Eli. And and now it's the same thing with the backup situation. I mean, really? You're assuming he was the first of all, there is no heir apparent now. Not not Kyle Loletta, not not Tanny, nobody. There's no heir apparent now. It's about a backup position. But I'm telling you, more has been made about this backup position than Sam Donald, who's the number three guy overall picked in the draft. I mean, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. I mean, I just find it funny. I mean, you talk about a 21-year-old kid, you know, is going to take his first snap against the Lions Monday night. I mean, that is a big deal. And I'll tell you what, this is not Mark Sanchez. This is not Brett Favre. If you're a Jets fan, you should be excited about this. Because this is a big deal. And and what was what what is really gonna be funny, I mean, and I'm telling you, Sam Donald and Saquon Barkley are linked together forever. Forever. The the stuff that you're gonna hear, not on a yearly basis. But what you're going to hear on a weekly basis, every time, you know, uh, if the Giants, let's say the Giants lose a game. Oh, did they F up? They should have gone. They needed the quarterback. They didn't need Saquon, but they needed the quarterback. That's what they should have done. It's going to happen uh, all the time. I remember uh, the the fellow who does a good job, you, you know, in the Daily News, Manish Mehta. You know, how Dave Gettleman, you know, is going to regret, you know, down the road, you know, picking Saquon Barkley uh, when he had the chance to pick Sam Donald, quote unquote, as the heir apparent. 
Based on what? Based on your opinion? Well, you, you know, Met is entitled to his opinion. But I'm going to go with the opinion of Dave Gettleman and and uh, Pat Shermer. And in their opinion, he was the best guy that they needed. In their opinion, Eli still had plenty left, not for 10 years, but for a couple, two or three. And they'll deal with it. And while they still have a guy in their fold calling the signals who's already won two Super Bowls, they do have a guy who is, uh, I mean, everybody, everybody believes Saquon Barkley is a terrific talent and a terrific athlete. So there you have it. I will go with the assessment of football men as opposed to the assessment of people who write opinions. And that includes myself, too. Like I said, if Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer came to me and said, hey, Russ, who should we make our backup quarterback? I would have said, oh, come on. Without question, I want it to be Davis Webb. But that's me. Okay? But you're going to get this not on a yearly basis, on a weekly basis. That is what you're going to get. And I just think, you know, from my standpoint, look, I hope the Jets win Super Bowls with Sam Donald leading them to the promised land. Just as I hope the Giants win more Super Bowls and, you know, with Eli. And if it's without Eli, then, you know, also with, uh, you know, Barkley carrying a ball for them. Striking pay dirt. That's what I hope happens. But, you know, this ongoing comparison, it's two different positions. Are the, the Giants maybe built more to win now? I would tend to agree with that. You got a veteran quarterback who's won two Super Bowls. You got an outstanding receiving core. You got a great running back. But you do have a revamped offensive line. Virtually everybody on the offensive line is new. The only guy remaining is Eric Flowers, and Eric Flowers is at a brand-new position because he's moved over. So Barkley, aside his super talent, Eli with a whole lot left, his talent, it's all going to come down, as Pat Shermer says, to what happens to the guys up front in the trenches. It's got to start with the offensive line. And you know what? That's nothing new in football. That's always the case. If Eli has time, Eli stays upright, this is going to be a very explosive team on offense. Now, starting the week on defense, um, hmm. I'm a little concerned about Olivier Vernon. I'm going to be surprised if he plays Sunday. Um, in fact, I hope he just misses one game because that ankle injury, for lack of a better term, is a pain in the tuchus. 
you know, it, it's it's bothersome. They call it a bone bruise. Some call it a high ankle sprain. And if it's a high ankle sprain, it is troublesome. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I do believe, you know, uh, listen, Giants are a 3-13 and 13 team last year. But I uh, firmly believe they can be a playoff team. Now, what does that mean? Look, if you're a playoff team, as Bill Parcells would say, just want to get into the tournament. Once you get into the tournament, anything can happen. And the Giants certainly proved that the last two Super Bowls they won because they got in from the wild card position. All right? Got in from the wild card position. They, they had to play the extra game not once but twice. And they won it all. So you just got to get in. And, uh, you know, uh, sitting down with Pat Shermer for my um, uh, preseason show for Channel 5, uh, you, you know, I asked Pat flat out, other than injuries, other than injuries, because that's every coach's main concern, um, is there an area that you're concerned about? And he stopped me. He said, no, you hit the nail on the head. It's injuries. That always changes everything. And I'm sure it's the same for Todd Bowles. You know, as, as far as, uh, you know, look, it's an exciting time. It's a, it's a very exciting time for both football teams. I mean, think about it. You're, you're starting your season in this city with the second pick overall and the third pick overall. Same season. That's pretty damn exciting. So I think from a local standpoint, fans have a lot to be excited about. Think it's going to be very, very interesting. I, I don't have a feel so much. It, 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 it's hard for me to get a feel on how the Jets are going to do simply because they live in the same division uh, as the New England Patriots. You know, and when, when you're living in the same division as Tom Brady, you have a problem. So I, I, I really, you know, I, I don't know how to judge them. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have a little concern. I have a little concern. Um, shall I say, I have a little concern with their offensive line as well. Um, I just don't know. I, I, I just don't know uh, about the Jets. You know, but at the same point, I don't know about the Patriots. I mean, what I do know is they have Bill Belichick, Belichick, and they have Tom Brady. That's the two best at their positions. Like them or not, that's the deal. But a new era begins. A new era begins. Uh, well, you, I can't, you can't call it a new era with um, the Giants. But you can't call it the Saquon Barkley era because he's an exciting young man. And, you know, across the way, again, it's the Sam Donald era. So the comparisons will be inevitable and they will stay up forever. 
I mean, th- this will be talked about ad nauseum forever. Okay? But um, let's not make an issue about the backup quarterback. Okay? Even if Eli goes down. I mean, I mean it, it, we're talking about a backup quarterback. It, it boggles my mind. I mean, I got newspapers sitting in front of me now. I mean, they're talking about Saquon ready to go for opener. Backup quarterback, still a big question. Huh? Yeah, my goodness. And, of course, the fans jump on it as well. But having said all that, again, we open up with the Giants. Sunday, 1 o'clock, MetLife Stadium against the Jaguars. And then you have in Motown, all right, Jets and Detroit Lions. Kind of fun. You know, th- I mean, think about it. You know, Sam Donald, the Sam Donald era starts on a Monday night. There'll be a lot of hooting and hollering in the local bars, people watching that game, I will tell you that. There's also, I'm sure, going to be a lot of hooting and hollering over something that uh, Nike just did. All of a sudden, they decide to make Colin Kaepernick their face on the uh, 30th anniversary of the Just Do It motto. And we found out with Kaepernick tweeting his picture, it says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. All right. I don't care if you're, what side you're on on this. If you're on the left, if you're on the right. If you believe in Colin Kaepernick or if you're against Colin Kaepernick, I don't care what side you're on. I will say this. I think Nike is full of crap. I think this is disingenuous. It's bullshit. It's nonsense. This this is just about do Ray me. I think I think Nike is just trying to go I think they've they flipped a coin and they're trying well let's see. Do we wanna go with the older market? Meaning the older market people who are anti you know, anti protest, who are against the uh the kneeling? Or do we wanna go with the younger crowd who is more for it. I I think I think it's nonsense. I do not like it. I think it's BS. First of all, even if it means sacrifice sacrificing everything. Well, you know what? Here's and listen, folks, you you've heard me say this on get a load of this before. I, even though I would not do it that way because the optics look lousy, I respect a player's right to protest if they wanted to take the knee. But as I've said, and you heard me say it here before, I do not believe in Colin Kaepernick uh, Colin Kaepernick completely lost me when he w- wore 
a Castro T-shirt, wears a T-shirt of a murderous dictator, standing up behind microphones, and then he had the balls to wear socks depicting cops as pigs. Once he did that, he lost me. But the reason I think Nike is is disingenuous here and, and just full of crap, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, what is this? He's, sacri- he's sacrificing everything. First of all, Colin Kaepernick did not do this at the height of his career when he was on top. Okay? He's, he, he did it when his career was way sliding downwards. When he wasn't the man any longer. So I found that a little strange at the time. But I was still going to respect it, whether I liked it or not. But Nike does it. When does Nike do it? They do it when the new season is about to start. When they know there's a situation with the anthems. When they know everybody is going to get involved in this, including the President of the United States. So now let's now let's get ready to rumble. Cause that's what's going to happen. I I just you you know it's it's like they're putting Kaepernick on the same level as Muhammad Ali. Really? Really, folks? Not even close. Not even close. Because when Ali was doing it, he was at the height of his career. He was not on the downside of his career. He was still going up, not down. And and by the way, since we're talking about Muhammad Ali, uh, I call Ali, and, and I believe I've mentioned it here before as well, I call Ali... The accidental hero. What I mean by that is this, and there's a, a not a good book out, a an outstanding book out, Blood Brothers. The, the, I don't have it in front of me. Blood Brothers, the tragic story of Ali and Malcolm X. And it is, I mean, the research done by two gentlemen is just outstanding. And the reason I call Ali the accidental hero Ali didn't want to uh, he was ready to go into the army Elijah Muhammad the, the leader of the nation of Islam didn't want him to go in fact the night before the Azuro Foley fight he was all nervous and upset in his room and the late great Sugar Ray Leonard my bad. Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, poo-poo. I'm spitting. Let, let the Sugar Ray Leonard live for years and years. Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, you know, said to him, what's wrong? And, and he says, well, you know, uh, I can't go into the Army. And, and Robinson said, what do you mean you can't go into the Army? You do what I do. You go into the Army. You fight a couple of exhibitions. It's going to be great. It's going to be easy. 
I can't. Elijah Muhammad won't let me, and he was afraid. He was afraid, and he said he was afraid of what happened to Malcolm, because Malcolm X was killed. He was afraid that was going to happen to him. He also said it to a guy, Dave Kindred, a Louisville writer. I mean, this stuff is not made up. That's why he didn't go in. It wasn't like, oh, I'm deciding, you know, I'm taking it upon myself. He was afraid. He said, I don't want it to happen to me what happened to Malcolm. And don't forget, they firebombed Malcolm's house with his wife and kids in there. They survived that. Malcolm didn't survive being shot in front of his family. Well, certainly his wife anyway. Um, but to making this guy out to be like sacrificing everything, he didn't sacrifice everything because his career was, you know, falling apart. That's why I'll, I'll be frank with you. I don't buy this whole, uh, you know, and he's allowed now. So some judge has allowed him to go ahead with his collusion case that the, the owners are conspiring to keep him out. I don't think they all got together and said, we got to keep Colin Kaepernick out of football. Quite frankly, I think, I mean, really, I, I, I think they all decided individually, and it's common sense, because I wouldn't want, forget this particular issue. If I, why would I hire a guy? Why would you hire somebody, not your starter? Now, if he was the best quarterback on the planet or a terrific talent, he would have been hired a long time ago. But why would you want a guy on your team to be your backup quarterback? I want you to think about this for a second. To be your back, your backup quarterback. Knowing that every time there's a race issue or any kind of issue, you are going to have a hundred cameras all of a sudden in your locker room to talk about, to talk to a backup quarterback. That is a distraction. I would not want that on my team. Now, if he was a super talent, I'll deal with the distraction because he's going to pay dividends for me on the field. So this collusion business, I, I think that's just common sense. You know, Pat Tillman, he sacrificed everything. Don't, don't, don't tell me this Colin Kaepernick is sacrificing everything. And it, it's, I mean, it's just a business decision. In fact, you want to know what? They're using Colin Kaepernick. Okay, and God bless Colin Kaepernick. He needs to make a living. He's going to make plenty of money over this. He's going to make plenty of money over this. So God bless. I don't begrudge him for making the money. I don't. I don't begrudge Colin Kaepernick for accepting the deal. Not at all. I just think Nike is full of crap. You know, this whole thing reeks. And, and, and you know what? 
we had here on one of my podcasts. Uh, oh, I'm just drawing a blank. George. Oh, my George Martin. What a terrible of me. We had George Martin here so, some weeks back. Remember George Martin? Great defensive end for the Giants. You know, part of their first Super Bowl team. Walked across the country. Big George walked across the country for cops and first responders, raising millions of dollars. I think it was $10 million. Walked across the country for the defense, you know, raising money for cops and first responders. And while he, he kind of, he's like me, while he doesn't agree, and he's a big defender of cops, while he doesn't agree with the method, he respects the, the player's right to do so. But his comment was, this story, the narrative to this story has been hijacked. And it was hijacked from the beginning. So as, as we approach the season opener, I'm going to explain it one more time so everybody can get it through their heads. This is not about disrespect to the anthem. It's not about disrespecting our country. It's not about disrespecting our veterans. It's about bringing light to a situation. It's not saying all cops are bad. It's, it never has been that. But when the president got involved and called them son of a bitches, it went from a handful of guys or two handfuls of guys. I don't think there were 10 guys protesting. The minute that was said, bada bing, bada boom, then all the players got involved because their attitude is, you're going to call us SOBs? F you. We're not going to stand for it. That's what this became. That's what this became. So, again, the story has been hijacked. And and I've said this again. I've said this before. I will say it again. I'm still waiting. You had had a year of this? I'm still waiting for for Damaris Smith, who's the head of the Players Union. And I've stuck up for the players. But Damaris Smith is a knucklehead. Because Damaris Smith should have gotten all the... Well, I shouldn't say all the players. Let me correct myself. Should have got a group of players, leaders, should have called a major press conference. Maybe call in Washington, D.C., wherever. Have a major press conference. Have all your top players. You had plenty of time to do it. In the offseason, had them all. There's still time to do it. Do it all on a day off. Have all the players there sitting front and center explaining to the American public their position. Whether you, the American public, want to hear it or not, let the players explain themselves. Because I've spoken to players. Let the players... Damara Smith, you're the head of the union. Tell these guys, go to the public and explain that it's not anti-this. Yes, you got issues with some cops. God, That's fine. But it's not all anti-cops. It's not anti-America. It's not anti-anthem. It's not anti-vets. And I'm sick of hearing this narrative about it's a disrespect to veterans. You know what's a disrespect to veterans in this country? That 40,000 of them are homeless. 40,000. 
And you're worried about, the, but the players are disrespecting the veterans. 40,000 veterans in this country are homeless. Let that situation be fixed first. Okay? Let that situation be fixed first. But but I, I just, you know, I, I, I just, Colin Kaepernick is being used here. Now, I, I'm not knocking him. I, I will not knock Kaepernick for taking his deal at all. I will knock Nike for using him because it's, it's bullshit. Don't don't make this guy out to be something that he's not, and you're just using you're using it for your own monetary gains. That's all this is. I'll tell you something else. If I was the National Football League, boy, would I be pissed off. Whether you like the NFL or, or ownership or not, boy, would I be pissed off. We're partners with you. We're partners with you, and you're doing this. Not only are you doing it, but you're doing it on the eve of the National Football League season. Uh, really? It, it's going to be real interesting. You know, by the time you hear this, because, you, you know, we don't tape this. Uh, it, it You know, it takes a couple of days once we tape this for it to come out. You know, what's the NFL going to say? You know, and it, it, it's going to be some medicinal kind of, you know, response. Well, you, you know, players have, you know, we applaud players for being socially conscious. You know, l- let me tell you, it, I don't care if you're left, right, in between conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican. I don't care what you are. But but if you're in business with somebody and they're doing this to you, man, I'd be pissed off. And whether you're pro-NFL or anti-NFL, they got every right to be pissed off. You know, you know, Nike, is, uh, they're just full of shit, plain and simple. Having said that, my friends, that is a wrap on today. I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on this discussion. You can let me know on Twitter at Russ Salzberg or on Facebook, as you know. Also, please check out my website. It's real simple to remember, russsalzberg.com. My thanks to my producer here across the way, Crash, also known as Mike Caragliano. Uh, my thanks to 77 WABC Program Director Craig Schwab, to Assistant 77 WABC Program Director Matt Dahl, of course to the OG Podcast Network, where you get this, as well as Apple iTunes and Stitcher and a couple other places. And as always, big time thanks to Use the Fans, because without Use the Fans, I'd have nobody here to talk to. Forget about it. So until next time, it is Russ Salzberg saying to use the fans. Bye-bye, so long, and...
farewell. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.